Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Over the course of this past season, we've covered everything you need to know about sales enablement, from setting vision and goals, to lead prospecting, to content strategy. And to put a button on our sales enablement season, I spent a few days following Alex Gerard around the office. Hello. Are you recording? Okay, so I forgot to tell Alex. Yeah, my name's Alex Gerard. I am a product marketing manager here at HubSpot. Maybe against Alex's better judgment, and for the first time ever, we're tagging along to go behind the scenes to see exactly how HubSpot puts on this marketing meeting, through the good times and the tough ones. I thought America was hooking us up, and Steven said he's not. I'm getting a little worried, man. <laughs> Now's the time to like stop recording. <laughs> and through it all, we'll teach you how to host a marketing meeting at your company too. So let's get into it. I'm Jory Monroe, an inbound professor here at HubSpot, and the host of Skill Up, the show where you'll learn how to take your sales, marketing, and service skills to the next level. Okay, I'm gonna leave Alex in a meeting room for a bit. Don't worry, I cracked a window. Before we get into the mechanics of an effective marketing meeting, let's put a couple working definitions in place. Segment music, please. We start with portmanteau. Ooh, French, how Parisian. A portmanteau is a combination of words. You know, like brunch, breakfast and lunch, or kimye of the Kardashian West nobility. As a portmanteau, marketing combines sales and marketing. Great, easy etymology. But what exactly is marketing? Marketing is a team meeting where your sales and marketing teams come together to collaborate on a shared project and solve problems. Think about it like your own personal argestes, a real meeting of the minds. And at the end of a marketing meeting, everyone should come away feeling that the time was spent productively and that each person actively contributed. Sounds pretty straightforward. Bring the teams together, look at a problem, collaborate on a solution. We wrapping this one up early? Well, let's pump the brakes. Remember how we left Alex alone in a slight panic in that conference room? Well, to teach you how to run an effective marketing meeting, we need to rewind a bit. There are three days until marketing. I first met up with Alex three days out from marketing, and no, it'd be easy enough to say his panic starts here, but not true. At this point, he's already been planning for the upcoming marketing meeting for some time. Marketing typically happens at. Within like the last week or two of every month,、um, and as soon as、uh, marketing wraps within one month, so let's say、uh, September's marketing, we started within the next day planning for the one that'll happen、uh, at the end of October. I do marketing、um, with a co-host, Kinsey. She's awesome,、uh, and the two of us meet weekly just to make sure、uh, that we're aligned on what we want to get out of marketing within any given month. And so that's making sure that we are. Uh, pitching the right agenda to sales and marketing leadership, so that they know what we want to talk about.、Um, making sure that we are on schedule, getting the talent to show up, the people who will present,、um, and then just make sure that we're hitting our deadlines. Alex has been running through these meetings for the last year, and he's learned to pull it all off takes two things. I think it's just a matter of like proper planning and organization. 
And this next marketing takes planning and implementation to a whole nother level because HubSpot, in its decade plus of business, has never hosted a marketing quite like this one. And if we can pull it off, it means any type of business can host a marketing meeting. We've done them pre-recorded before and like been like, here's marketing pre-recorded. You can watch this on your own time. It's on demand. This is the first time we're doing it live, but remote. So we are going to be in the studio filming it live like we were down in Malala, our big conference room, and everyone can just watch from their desks or at home or whenever they choose. And it'll be recorded. So if they miss something, they can go back and listen later, which is great. That's right. A live remote workforce friendly marketing. Intricate stuff, sure. But whether your employees are in office or remote, the same planning and implementation applies. Which takes us to the day of the meeting. I have no idea. I feel like someone should be here already. There's an unforeseen issue. Even with proper planning, something fell through the cracks. Just so happens to be the one thing you'd like to have for a live remote meeting. Someone there to run all the tech that makes it happen. This is, well, a unique problem. But it addresses one of three lessons in how to run a marketing meeting. And whether you're in person or online, all these lessons apply. The first one happens to also be the most important. In marketing meetings, the top priority is identifying and addressing problems. That's number one. Don't get me wrong, it's good to report results, celebrate wins, and congratulate high performers, but really, you should try and save that for another time. Smarketing should be a time when the appropriate stakeholders come together to tackle specific problems. Smarketing meetings need to be a place where people and teams can talk about things that aren't working and brainstorm ideas for fixing them. It's a creative space that's productive and open. With that in mind, the agenda for a smarketing meeting can be fairly short. Maybe first identify problems with current goals and initiatives. Second, brainstorm solutions. And third, make assignments to be completed before the next meeting. That's it. Cycle through those steps for as many problems as you can get through in the time you have, and you'll accomplish all kinds of things. That's what the heart of every marketing meeting should be. Solve problems. Don't overthink it. However, maybe unluckily for Alex, this live remote marketing meeting is a bit more complicated than most. I'm getting a little worried, man. <laughs> Now's the time to like stop recording. <laughs> Oh, right. We've heard this one before. We're all caught up. Look at that. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Nice. I have an issue. What's up? We don't have anyone from the video team here. Uh, I talked to Steven in America. That's Marcus Andrews. He works on the product marketing team. He'll be one of the team members presenting at the meeting. Alex and Marcus have been hosting and attending marketing meetings for years at this point. Old hat. Where some crumble under pressure, they tend to thrive. And it all has to do with our second of three lessons. Find the right cadence. Every company's different, and the challenges can vary widely. So over time, you'll find what cadence works best for you. Maybe start bi-weekly. And with success and a good rhythm, move to monthly. I think the move, the only move, is to just cancel it. I was going to say webcam it. Webcam it. Phew. Video conference call with the save. It's a bit more DIY than the multi-cam studio operation they were initially planning on. But it's that culture of experimentation, in this case with format, that matters most when solving problems. 
When I'm putting together a smarketing meeting, the most important thing is to ensure smarketing is a good place for experimentation. In order to do that, you have to make sure the atmosphere in these meetings is one of trust and encouragement. We're headed down the back staircase. Why are you so <laughs> new room, new location. HubSpot's VP of Marketing and third presenter, John Dick, meets up with us and things are firmly back on track. Looking around the room and at the guest list, there's noticeably a few missing names. There's no executives within ear or eyeshot. No Brian Halligan, no Dharmesh Shah. But don't be confused. It's not because they don't value what's marketing brings. This brings us to the third and final lesson. Be picky about who you invite to this meeting. And keep your execs away at a safe distance. It's a rare time at a company, but for smarketing meetings, I do not want the whole executive suite showing up. And I'll tell you why. It can be stifling. We're there to talk through problems and how to fix them, right? What ends up happening if our CEO or our CFO and any other executives join the meeting is people start to put on a performance. It's okay. It's a natural thing to happen, but it really takes away from the reason we're there, which is to solve problems. I'm not saying you need to don a big black cape and join the Night's Watch, but you need to remember the purpose of smarketing is to discuss problems. That can be a scary thing to do with your CEO in the room. Limiting the overall guest list is always a good idea. It helps keep meetings focused and active, but limiting the appearance of executives is equally as important. Exactly. Keep it simple. Okay. Where are we sitting right there? Yeah. When you're done, you'll get We're up. back in the room, minutes before smarketing kicks off. I'm sort of fascinated by how Alex, Marcus, and John communicate. They're more direct? Like any sort of seniority in the room means nothing. Communicating fast, efficiently is all that matters right now. Honestly, I'm impressed. Baffled, but impressed. Alex has some sage words of advice for me. One of the biggest responsibilities of leading a smarketing meeting is making sure that everyone's voice is heard. I need to create psychological safety in the room. In order for marketers to feel safe making recommendations to sales reps, your smarketing meeting needs to foster something called psychological safety. Amy Edmondson, a behavioral scientist at Harvard, coined the term and defines it as a shared belief held by members of a team that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. To put it another way, a high level of psychological safety allows team members to be comfortable taking risks around each other. They won't be afraid of getting in trouble for admitting mistakes or asking questions or suggesting new ideas. You as the leader of these meetings need to ensure that smarketing meetings are a safe place for problems and solutions to be shared, no matter what the culture is like in the rest of your company. First of all, before any of these meetings even occur, you need to set the expectation that the two teams are equally important. Even though sales enablement is all about helping the sales team be more effective, that doesn't mean the marketing team is in any way subservient to the sales team. The two teams should make no mistakes that they're equal partners pursuing the same goal. And each department needs to do the work. Look, sales doesn't want marketing chasing after them, badgering them about what they need. If marketing starts asking, hey, what can I make for you? Sales will rightfully be like, what are you doing? You're marketing. You should know what we need. 
Now, that's not to say sales won't have some requests, but it's marketing's job to recommend what content should be created and for what purpose. So set expectations and lead by example. Look at people when they're talking. Repeat the things they say to verify that you've understood correctly. Value and appreciate every effort anyone makes to participate. Doing that takes only a little effort from the leader, but it can go a long way in bolstering everyone's sense of psychological safety. Once that psychological safety is in place, you'll be able to have conversations in your marketing meetings that really get down to the hard parts of getting sales and marketing to work together. There have been times where I've had to call out sales for letting leads sit there for too many hours, a couple days, even a week sometimes, which is crazy. That's our next best pipeline, and you just let it sitting there. So that's my job sometimes. And I have no problem calling out sales like, hey, what are you doing for days on end keeping you from following up on these leads? We need to know because that is a serious problem. So sometimes it's marketing that needs to hold sales accountable too. It works both ways. But that level of openness and accountability, it takes a solid psychological safety foundation. Otherwise, that person in the hot seat might come away feeling angry or depressed. And that's not cool. So with psychological safety in place, people on both sides of the problem can discuss the challenges they're facing and collaborate on a solution. And with that, we cue marketing. Ready to go, team? Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to October Sparketing. But before we go, let's recap real quick. Can I do a recap? Go for it. So remember, stay focused on solving problems. Find the cadence that's most conducive to problem solving. Keep the invite list exclusive to sales and marketing team members and look to create a space with psychological safety so you can be free to experiment with solutions and hold folks accountable when they're dropping the ball. And that, my friend, is an effective marketing meeting. Thanks, Alex. That wraps up our season on sales enablement. You did great. We did great. Look at us. Sales enablement pros. It may go unsaid, but I'll say it. You're ready to start implementing sales enablement at your company. We'll be back soon with another all new season of Skill Up. So until then, go ahead and share these episodes with your marketing and sales teams. And remember, you can always find more resources and certifications at HubSpot.com. Don't tell the others, but you're my favorite. Thanks for listening.